The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. Joining me, Dr. Curtis Cron, longtime doctor here in Steinbeck. Now, first off, Dr. Cron, how are you doing? I mean, I know you work in the medical field, and of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic. How's it been for you? It's crazy busy, weird, but it's actually um, a very acceptable way to be practicing medicine right now. So I would say it hasn't made a dramatic difference in my life. Oh, okay, cool. I wasn't really expecting that. Uh, Out of curiosity, have you happened to deal with any COVID-19 patients so far? Yes, I have, uh, both directly and indirectly. Uh, but I won't get into that too much. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, no names or nothing like that. Just curious. Okay, mo- moving on to what I actually called you for. What do you make of the current provincial COVID-19 regulations, Dr. Cron? Kenton, I like them. I fully support them. And uh, I would even go further and say that I've liked them from the beginning. I've supported them from the beginning. Uh, I think that Brent Rusin, I think that the Office of Public Health has been very, very reasonable. They've been rational, measured, evidence-based. And I think the recommendations down through the timeline have actually been very good. Now, we've seen those regulations and recommendations change over time, which I think throws a lot of people for a loop. Is that kind of to be expected in this sort of situation? Uh, Yes, it is to be expected because we're actually finding a lot more about COVID-19 than we would have known nine months ago. And, And remember, this is a pandemic which is only nine months old that's really just one human pregnancy and it's important to recognize that we are gaining new information but we're trying to make evidence-based recommendations and i think the government and i think the office of public health has been doing a very good job of following the evidence and making recommendations based on some of the changes so with that in mind what is good about these regulations why is it important that we actually follow them because we don't want another lockdown, because we want to keep our economy running, we want to keep our schools open. Um, it's important because I think we need to respect our fellow citizens. And if you love your country and your province and your neighborhood, well, you're going to love your neighbor as yourself. So we've got to follow these recommendations because if we do, and if we show respect for everyone around us, we can actually uh, shut this, this pandemic down. It's not just a matter of, oh, we need to protect the elderly or, oh, we need to protect the economy. It's really an entire society that's groaning and moaning and trying to get through this. And if we follow public health recommendations, we can get through this. Uh, Kenton, if you don't mind, I'm going to put this another way. Sure. In 1900, life expectancy in this country would have been about 48 years. (laughs) In 2020, life expectancy in Canada, and especially in this area, it's probably 83 years. So can I get you to guess what's made the difference? <laughs> I, I'm putting I, you on the spot. No, but I'll guess for you. Uh, I would have to guess uh, probably vaccines. That would be a big part of it, yes. I, I'm going to broaden that and just say it's public health measures. It's basics like sewer and treated water and immunization. But it's, it's mainly public health measures that have made a difference. Right. And so I think we need to think about COVID-19 differently. We need to think of it as a public health issue. And I don't think it's going to be resolved unless we think about it that way. If we think about it as a medical issue, we're going to get it wrong. We're going to start chasing hydroxychloroquine or some new wonder drug. And that's not the right answer. We have to stop thinking of it as a political issue. It's not. It doesn't matter whether you're conservative, liberal, NDP, Green Party. 
governments around the world of every stripe have to deal with it, and they have to deal with it in the same way as a public health issue. It's not a supernatural issue. It's not going to get better through magical thinking or, you know, uh, Aunt Tina's magic Himalaya tea. <laughs> it's just not going to get better from that. It's going to get better, and it's going to be managed when we think of it as a public health issue and when we start following the public health recommendations. That's what's going to make the difference. Now, I think you've probably already answered this, uh, but I know we've heard this uh, from a lot of different people and, and people that I, I respect as, uh, in general, but are we blowing this whole situation out of proportion? Boy, I've heard both sides of it. I don't think we're blowing it out of proportion. If, if I look at what the public health recommendations are, they're not draconian. They're not, uh, they're not in any sort of way difficult to follow. Mm. And so I would say if we don't follow recommendations, the whole process, the whole disease, the whole pandemic will get out of control. And if we want to control it, if we want to manage it, if we want to keep our schools, businesses, economies open, I think we need to follow the recommendations. So, no, I don't think the government has been blowing it out of proportion, nor do I think there's any conspiracy theory behind it. (laughs) What's your opinion on the use of face masks? I am fully in support of them, have been right from the beginning. I'm even going to make a bold statement. I think if everyone wore a face mask in public places, we would probably shut this pandemic down. Hmm. We'd avoid another lockdown. And there's very good evidence. And and I have to be careful here, Kent, because I'm not an expert in public health. Right. A lot of our medical evidence now is not based on the sort of typical studies that we have. It's all new. And so a lot of it has to be based on medical modeling. But if you follow the medical modeling, uh, the computer-based modeling, mm-hmm. you know, there are some predictions that if you had 80% of the population wearing masks in public places, you would avoid another lockdown. You can actually control the disease by having people wear masks. And that's based partially on two new bits of information. Again, the recommendations have changed on masks, but that's because we have two new bits of evidence that are important. The first one is that We now know that a major vector in transmission is the tiny droplets we produce when we speak or sneeze or cough or breathe. We know that masks filter out most of those. So we don't have to actually understand exactly how it works. We just just need to know that our speaking and coughing and sneezing can endanger other people and that masks can help to prevent that. The second thing we know is that pre-symptomatic and asymptomatic people can spread this. So a lot of the community-based transmission can actually be linked to people who didn't know they were sick. Right. If those people had been wearing masks, they wouldn't have spread the disease. So I think it's pretty simple. Um, I think mask wearing makes a lot of sense. I think we, we need to get the, out of the idea that somebody's imposing this on this, and we have to start thinking about this as, it's a public health measure, and right. I can do my part to protect my fellow citizen. I can love my neighbor better by wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, I've done enough theater over my time to know that uh, even just speaking, lots of little bits of spit fly off of your mouth. You can see it in the stage lights. Wow, we need stage lights all over. We'll probably <laughs> know a little better what we were doing then. Sure. Uh, what about the non-medical face masks? Because that's been a huge sticking point for a lot of people saying like, yeah, we're using face masks, but they're non-medical. How, how could they possibly help? But are they still useful in this context? Absolutely. 
Kenton, the most useful mask is the one that you wear. <laughs> I don't care if it's an N95 or a medical or surgical or knit by your aunt. Um, well, actually, the one knit by your aunt may not be good enough because the holes would be too big. But basically, any mask is going to be useful. And you can get into the nuances and into the uh, evidence-based which mask is better. But I would say just get people to wear masks. Wearing any sort of a mask makes a difference. I wear a surgical mask. I think it's very protective against my spreading it to other people. Um, it's not the best at protecting me, but the whole purpose is shutting down the pandemic. The purpose of masks is stop the transmission, stop this community-based transmission, and it's easily done. Interesting. Thank you so much for chatting, Curtis. Uh, it's my pleasure. 